Welcome to Off the Record, talking real estate with Joe and Michaela. If you're interested in the Portland, Oregon real estate market and want the unvarnished inside scoop, you've come to the right place. Thanks for giving us a listen. All right. Hello, everyone. Hi, Michaela. Hi, good morning. How good are morning. You? How are you? We're doing a special morning show to uh, accommodate our guest who we'll introduce in a second, but yes. uh, it's good to see you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah, thank you. Sorry that I just dumped my coffee all over your kitchen table. That's <laughs> pretty on brand, but <laughs> we're know, sticky, but we're rolling. We're sticky, but we're rolling. And quite frankly, everyone is shocked that it was you and not me. <laughs> So anyways, we move forward. I'll let you do the introductions. Okay. Yeah. I want to jump right in because we have a lot to talk about today and I'm super excited about our guests. Um, we're thrilled to welcome the leaders from Green Energy Allies, also known as GIA. They are a pioneering renewable energy company. Joining us today is co-founder and CEO Alex Mattia and a longtime friend of mine, co-founder and chief technology officer, Caden Reed. They're at the forefront of creating affordable, sustainable energy solutions, changing how we think about renewable energy. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us and thanks for the warm introduction. Yeah. Probably as yeah. warm as your coffee table is right now. Thank you, Alex, especially because you are coming to us live from Romania right now, which is probably what, 5 or 6 p.m. in the evening? It's actually. 20 past seven in the evening. Well, thank you for letting us cut into your evening. And uh, we really appreciate both of you guys being here. So we should just start with an overview of your company. But um, first, I want to hear a little bit more about what inspired you guys to start GIA. Yeah. So it really started, um, you know, Alex and myself were introduced through our third co-founder, Evelyn Negrea, and we went to college together. Uh, But really how this kind of company came about and this idea is a couple of things. Um, It was kind of a COVID baby, this this company was, um, and it was really two things, you know, one being there was a lot of direct pressure for combating climate change and doing it urgently, right? We're all kind of aware of like UN, you know, we have to cut emissions in half by 2030, right? That's kind of a, a looming date and it's it's a lot of pressure, right? Like it's coming soon. Things are, are happening soon. We got to make a direct impact. So that was kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, at that time, people had a little more disposable income and we had a stock market booming. We had kind of crypto having a moment. And so everyone was kind of looking to invest in certain things, right? And there was an uptick in people being individual investors. So not people that are, you know, just putting their money into a mutual fund, right? They were actually doing research, right, on a stock or a crypto or whatever it may be, and, you know, getting excited about projects and investing directly into them. And so those kind of things kind of had us brainstorming, right? How can we bridge those two things and give people an opportunity to invest directly in renewables because there's an urgent need for it, and then also make it something that's accessible and, you know, exciting like it is investing on Robinhood. So I'm sorry, Caden, did you say when the company was founded? Yeah, it was November 2021. um, And that was kind of our incorporation date. But we had been talking about it since 2020. And just uh, that was kind of the first time that our idea became real. That amazes me. Just looking at your website and the projects that you guys have put together and everything you've accomplished 
I think that is just absolutely incredible what you guys have done in that short period of time. Do you ever look back and think about how far your company has come in such a short amount of time? Yeah. I mean, from my side, it's, it's crazy to see, like I said, it was, it was an idea and we talked about it for a long time and, you know, we'd kind of meet, right. Me, Alex and, and Eve and, and some other advisors and people. And it was always just kind of this idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it is pretty amazing to see that we actually, you know, have our first project now, more exciting stuff down the pipeline. So for me, that's been kind of the most shocking is just, it was an idea and a conversation and now it's something real. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, it seems like a short time for us. Maybe it doesn't, it, it feels like we're, we've been developed being this since quite some time but i mean hearing it from your side that it's it's done in a short time i think it's yeah it, it's true a couple of years to develop this many projects or to have a pipeline of so many projects is something which we should be proud of in a way yeah I, I think it deserves a lot more attention, you know, what you're doing and what your industry is doing than it probably gets. And I think there's a lot of people that, and, you know, Michaela, you maybe can speak to this, your generation <laughs> compared to mine. Um, you know, it feels like there's nothing being done and there's nothing in the works to help prevent you know, the catastrophe that we have in front of us. So to hear and see your company doing what it's doing is, is incredible. Yeah, I agree. I think that's always a, a conversation that happens among, you know, friends or family. Oh, mm -hmm. the, the, what's coming, the dooming, you know, all the things we hear on the news, but it's really cool to hear somebody actually do something about it. Um, I know like Caden and our friend group, we would talk about these things and these big ideas all the time, but one day you sat down and you said, Oh, I'm actually going to do I'm founding a company. I'm making a big change. And that's a, that's a huge deal. So that it's is. refreshing. You know, for yeah. those people out there that, you know, are really intensely focused on renewable energy and have a lot of curiosity about it, can you tell us a little bit about your company's model and how you guys are shaping what you're doing right now? Yeah. So, you know, we're really, I like to call it kind of crowdfunding for these large scale mm -hmm. projects. People can buy solar panels and put them on their house. Right. But we wanted to people to also make money on these projects. Right. There's people in the private sector that are building these large scale projects and making a lot of money off of it. What we're trying to do is bring that to people, you know, say like we were a couple of years ago, right, where I got a hundred bucks to throw around. And I want to invest and still make money. You know, why can't you make a difference in climate change and still make money? So really what we do is we kind of identify land, make sure that we can get all the permits for it. We secure the land, whether that's through a lease agreement or we actually purchase the land. Um, and then we kind of open it up to crowdfunding and allow people to put in stakes or ownership uh, percentages of the land. And from there, you know, once all the funding is complete, we build it and then those owners get the actual profit that we generate from producing energy and selling it to the grid. Alex, can you speak to what the minimum level uh, for an investor is? I mean, to be honest, initially it started, uh, our idea was we shouldn't have a minimum. We should be open to, let's say, whoever is willing to invest any amount of money. 
Um, mm. And throughout developing the project, we understood somehow that it's uh, legally, it's quite complicated and complex uh, what mm. we're trying to achieve. And it involves a lot of cash from our side to achieve that. So in a way, we moved slowly to bigger and private investors. And let's say currently, I think we, we reached what we wanted. So I would say the minimum would be starting from $1,000 up to, uh, I would say the limit would be the project size. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, a as really a reference, approachable amount for most people right now. That's that's impressive that, that you guys have a structure that will allow people to invest at that at that low of a threshold. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, logistically, it's quite complex, the entire process. For our first project, we have two big investors which uh, funded the, the project. So it's quite straightforward and easy to deal with the two investors. But of course, uh, logistically, it becomes more challenging and also in a way exciting for us. I mean, we're, we're young, we're looking for challenges and... That's great. Yeah, with that, I'm just curious to hear what projects you've completed so far and which ones you're working on right now. Uh, so currently we completed a one megawatt project in Romania. Uh, we're currently operating in Romania due to uh, reduced costs for the land, uh, for labor work and so on. That's our, let's say, uh, one project which is fully funded through us. And along the way, we help bring in a ready-to-build phase, as they call it in the industry. Ready-to-build meaning that you secure the land, you get all the permits, you get all the grid certificates, and then some probably big investor could purchase the, the project and, and implement it. So that's, let's say, our what we've been dealing with and what we achieved uh, throughout the time. And now in the pipeline, we have uh, another one megawatt project, which will be, I think, uh, open for crowdfunding or probably three to four weeks. That's great. Caden, so what um, I'm curious, you know, it, it feels like your industry moves quickly and there's changes all the time, uh, like most you know, aggressive technologies and that type of thing. What are the biggest challenges for you right now as far as... Uh, looking at the future with what you guys are doing. Yeah, so I'd say, and Alex can speak to these actually a little more clearly, but just legislation, right? All of the different hoops to jump through, the permits to grab, there's changing laws and regulations all the time. And so that's kind of been our biggest challenge is just keeping up with what we have to do in order to be able to build these projects and secure investment and that kind of thing. And we've been lucky enough to have a lawyer who's working for us that helps kind of combat some of those things. But Working in a small startup, you end up doing a lot of things yourself, right? You end up learning kind of the ins and outs. So I would say just keeping up with the laws and, and all the regulations that are around solar and energy and producing for a grid, right, for a city. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like here I would say also technology is a big factor, right? I mean, technology is evolving quite rapidly in the industry and uh, let's say on a specific project, probably two years from now, you can install uh, more solar panels, producing more energy and uh, combating those goals in, let's say, a better way or a faster way. Uh, so also technology is something uh, that it's influencing quite a lot, the, the industry and what we do in our our business. Is there a part of the globe that you would really like to move and do some work in next? Or are you guys focused on, on the locations that you're at right now? 
I think for the moment we are uh, we are set with uh, with our location where we're developing the projects in Romania. In the future, we're looking at different locations outside Europe where uh, they are not so developed. They don't have access to to renewable energy or little access to to it. You know, our intent was to be global, right? We want this to be everywhere. We want to keep growing and expanding to different countries. And selfishly, I'd like to see it in America, but. You know, our goal is to be anywhere where it's feasible to put a solar panel farm and make money and help out, you know, whatever infrastructure we can by giving them clean energy. I can imagine legally it's a whole different ballgame in each country. So it might feel like you're maybe starting over, taking a couple steps back before you can go forward. So I can imagine that's not easy. Where do you guys see renewable energy being in 10 years? What would what is your vision or what do you see as the the future right now? I think it's it's going to grow quite uh, yeah, I think it's going to grow quite rapidly. I mean, we do see it growing quite rapidly. Um I more likely becoming more mainstream and dominant in let's say the entire global energy landscape as well the advances in technology coupled with uh, increased investments that we also see with also policy supporting and for example in Romania a lot of european funds are injected into developing renewable energy projects this could also help reduce the the costs which would make quite a big difference in the future making them more accessible and uh, widespread Interesting. Yeah. I think one of my biggest questions right now is how you attract and retain your partners um, to fund each project. And is it the same partners with each project or what does that look like right now? Not really. I mean, what we're trying to do, right, as Caden was saying, we're trying to reach a global level. So, of course, we are quite a young company. Let's say we call ourselves as a startup uh, building the trust in the market, gaining the trust of all those investors and private individuals who are trying to help or who are looking for a profit in the renewable energy market. I mean, what, what we are doing and how we, we attract them is, let's say, our innovative way of, of allowing someone to invest in renewable energy by being reliable, supporting the, the goals of uh, the European Union and of the world of or decreasing the the co2 emissions uh, to zero or reducing them by half by 2030 we're also quite open and transparent with our investors and how we do that uh, we do that by sharing documents permits and all the stages of the project that we're developing sometimes also difficulties that we're facing in implementing or in the permitting stage of the projects. So we're trying somehow to form a, a community, right, with our investors, like this big renewable energy family. Love that. Yeah. So how, how can our listeners, how do they get involved or how do they get in touch with you to find out about these type of opportunities to invest? Yeah, so we're very active on social media, uh, LinkedIn especially. So you can follow us um, at Green Energy Allies on Instagram, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. Um, and then we also, you know, check out our website, Gia.Energy. That's kind of where we're posting updates. We have, you know, our contact information and things on there. Um, so, you know, all major platforms, all that stuff, we're, we're active and, and providing updates for what we're doing. So. What do you think would be the biggest 
step the United States could take to be more uh, open to having opportunities with companies like yours? One is how cheap we can make it, right? It is relatively cheap, but on a global scale, um, it's kind of surprising. Actually, I was looking at this the other day. You know, it's cheapest in China and India, uh, which is pretty obvious. And then the third one is is actually Germany. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, they have a very high labor cost. But the reason it's so cheap still is the government actually has so many policies and things to actually decrease the cost uh, to buy solar panels. So I think there needs to be some kind of government intervention in order to um, make the cost you know, increasingly cheap um, so that these large-scale projects are feasible. Um, and then another kind of bar to the U.S. growing into kind of a world leader, um, especially for us and, and how we kind of do business, is the cost of land. Mm. You know, as you guys know very well, yeah. land is expensive, right? Real estate is, is expensive. Um, and, you know, that's not the case in, in other countries, in Romania especially. So, that is something that's not really baked into the to the ROI you'll see online, right? They say like your ROI on a on a solar panel project is ten to twenty percent. Well, that assumes that you have the land already, right? That assumes that that cost is already you know irrelevant to the equation. Yeah, maybe some kind of policies or financial um, assistance in paying for land, large amounts of land, if it's for a solar panel project. Right. So short answer, I think government intervention. We're starting to see more and more projects in Eastern Oregon and Eastern Washington where the land is, you know, like you said, somewhat affordable. I think compared to the prices that you guys see in Romania, it's probably still exorbitantly high. Um, but I do have hope, you know, for for this type of renewal energy, just seeing what's happening, you know, outside of Hood River, I know there's a big project that's coming up, but it's certainly nowhere near what it needs to be to reach the goals for 2030. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident that costs will continue to go down. You know, solar panels are kind of like how TVs mm -hmm. were. If you remember, like 10 years ago, TVs were expensive, right? You wanted a big flat screen. It's expensive. Now you can get them for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and solar panels are kind of following that same route where cost is getting cheaper and cheaper as they become more readily available, you know, more competition in the market. So um, that'll help, you know, especially for building things in places where maybe the land cost is a little bit higher. So. Yeah, I feel like that's also an education knowledge thing because there's so many different options in the marketplace right now and so many different cost structures for individual families. I know we've looked into it from what Elon Musk company does, what, you know, all the different other providers that are out there. It's just all over the board. And as much as we want to get it, you know, it takes time to figure out, okay, well, what's best? What's a good investment for us? And bringing that learning curve down, I think, certainly help people to be able to make good financial decisions to help with getting this type of energy on board with each and every household that has that opportunity. So I would love to see that personally. I think that's what's so cool about yes. Gia is, you know, anyone from anywhere can invest and feel like they're making a difference and also getting a little return on their money. Um, I mean, that's, that's everything, you know, you don't yeah. necessarily have to have solar panel fields in the U S for someone in the U S to invest and make a difference. So 
I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That um, that was our, let's say, our motto to make renewable energy affordable for everyone, right? Because you could be living, let's say, in a block of flats, you don't have the space to install the solar panel. So you want to contribute, you want to help the cause. So what do you do? There are no options in the market or there are little options into the market. You cannot build your own PV park or solar fields. Uh, so that's where, where GIA comes into play. And then we offer offer individuals or companies the, the access to, to those projects and to support the cause. Just to kind of tail off of what Alex was saying there, you can invest in renewable energy in the stock market for sure. Um, there are companies that are doing really cool things um, and building solar panel projects and farms in the United States. Um, but by investing in the stock market, right, kind of one of our differentiators is a stock price has a lot more to it than just what is the company doing and what is it producing, right? right? Like they are, are, you know, at risk of whatever the market sentiment is, whatever news is floating around, right? That's going to affect how you make money as an investor versus our kind of idea is that you're making money if the sun shines on our solar panels. Right. You know, <laughs> like there's no, there's no risk. Right. It's not dependent on that, shareholders you know, and their, the what shine? the shareholders are saying and different things like that. It's directly on the performance of your, your product and your company. Exactly. And not even our company, the performance of yeah, our solar panel right. farms that we built, you know, what we do, it doesn't matter. The solar panel farm is, is going to be there. We just helped build it and acquire it and, you know, get all the permits for it so that everyone can make some yeah. money. So, so I, I'm so impressed with you guys at how quickly you've got this up and running and, you know, how much you're doing in such a short amount of time, what advice would you give startups and entrepreneurs who are looking to do maybe something similar or other in industries even? What are some of the things that you would tell other entrepreneurs who are uh, trying to get up and running with something as incredibly complex as what you're doing right now? I mean, what I would suggest um, knowing from our experience is understanding the legislation, having a lawyer in your team explain and be sure that what you're doing, it's, let's say, legally okay, uh, that you're not going to get into troubles. And also what I would also recommend is have a technical guy by your side who understands what's happening in the in the industry, how it uh, works physically. And uh, the third one would be to uh, have a vision which is clear from beginning on and uh, don't give up. I mean, there would always be ups and downs like it was in our case. Uh, probably we were a lot of times in a scenario where we wanted to give up, but we motivated each other and we kept on going and uh, I think slowly we are achieving that. That's fantastic. So Caden, I have to ask, how often do you make it over to Europe? How often do you make it to Romania? Romania haven't actually been okay. yet, unfortunately, okay. but we have uh, met up in France a couple times just as kind of a place for us to um, go and do business and, and be physically in the same yeah. place. But the plan is very soon to make it out to Romania. Once we can get some some funds yeah. for that, for sure. So. 
Yeah, this type of international work has got to be challenging. Zoom can only do so much, right? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Time zones are, are very real and uh, very inconvenient when you're trying to meet. Right. You know, mornings for him, nights for me, vice versa. Yeah. So. Well, this is really informational. Joe, do you have any other questions? I or? don't think so. I just... I. Thank you guys so incredibly much. I really appreciate it. I'm so impressed and uh, excited about what you guys you guys are doing, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes over the next five to ten years because I think you guys have a a really bright future. And every, anything we can do to help, you know, get the word out, uh, we want to do it. So thank you so much for making the time. We we really do appreciate it. Gea dot energy, correct. 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 Yeah. Great website. Very informational. I spent a good chunk of time over the last couple of days reading through it. And you guys have done a, a fantastic job with describing what you do, how you do it, and uh, the different projects that you have going on right now. So highly recommend visiting that site if you're interested. And like we talked about, it's a affordable way to make a difference and, and do it in a very clean and simple way that can get you good returns, too. Mm -hmm. How unique is that in our world right now? It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, thank you guys. Caden, thank you guys so much for joining. And uh, Michaela, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. I'd love to do an update in like six months to a year to hear all the wonderful We'd things. We'd love to hear about the new projects. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Thank you yeah, both. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in finding out more about Joe, myself, or the Live Portland team, you can go to liveportland.com. Thanks for giving us a listen and see you next time on the Off the Record podcast. 